what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. July 5th, 2019, episode number 86. Man, we're getting up there. Triple digits. I don't know if I've said this before, but when I started, you know, saving episodes, I started saving them as three digits. So I was like, zero, zero, one was episode one. You know why I did that? Because you knew we were going to go to 100 episodes. You're damn right. And we're pretty damn close. Well, we're, we are close. I mean, we're about, what, three months out? Yes, sure. I like somewhere math. Around there, somewhere around there. I like math, yeah. yeah. What's going on, dude? You're, you're up there in, uh, in Maryland. Maryland. Yep, the Barbara Fritchie Classic was today, yeah. and uh, flying back home to Oklahoma on Friday, which is uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this one on Thursday evening. We usually record on Thursday evenings, but uh, had to wait until the Barbara Fritchie was over and Fourth uh, of July, and just having a good old time. Yeah, it's one of the reasons that I like what we're doing here because I mean, you don't have to have. You can be anywhere. I could be anywhere. Like, you're on your phone right now in your hotel room. But, yeah, it's great that we can just hop on and just do an episode wherever you are or wherever I am, as long as there's a phone connection. And, you know, I'm sure Absolutely. we could figure out a way even if there wasn't a phone connection. We're pretty crafty. We would do something. We, we'd figure out a way for sure. So I think we'll keep it short and sweet since I've had a crazy week leading up to the 4th and you've been very busy. And you've, what, how many, how many different races did you call today? Well, today we actually had right at 99 or 100 riders. We nice. had 17 qualifying heat races. We were scheduled to have five semifinals, but right about when the Pro Twin heat races get ready to come out, it rained pretty good. I can say the R word now that uh, the race is over. It did rain on us pretty good. It watered the track nice, so uh, they did eliminate two of the semifinals. Actually, three of the semifinals got eliminated, so we only had two semifinals. And then we had uh, two dash for caches. It was pretty cool. They did an all-star singles dash for cash, and they did an all-star twins dash for cash, which was pretty cool. It's kind of unique. And then um, we did the eight main events for the eight different classes. Yeah, and you got it in. That's awesome. Uh, Mother Nature loves her flat track, so she just she just was helping wet the track, and then uh, then you got back out well, and- there. And when, when when it rains, Carter, it, it does a better job than the, than the water truck can do because it's more it's more consistent all the way around the racetrack. Yeah. And, you know, you just can't beat Mother Nature when you do uh, water racetrack. So the, the track was awesome after we uh, got going again. It took a while to actually bring the grader out. They tried dragging it for a while, and the drags just weren't doing the job. So they brought the grader out, graded it off the, all the wet, soupy stuff, and we went back at it. So it's a pea gravel track, and it's uh, a lot different than than Lima, you think all the pea gravel would be the same, but as Corey Texter explained it to me, this track has some really dark, deep dirt where Lima is like a limestone, so it's lighter in color, and it's just it's just totally different, which I would think pea gravel half mile is a pea gravel half mile, but think about it, a groove half mile in one state is probably different than a groove half mile in another state, so it makes sense. It just, to me, I've never ridden here before, so I, I, I couldn't compare it to anything else, so it's just uh, interesting to listen to the riders talk about the different tracks we go to, and uh, Mother Nature watered the track, and we got back into it. Had a great day, and actually, we had dust when we got near the end of the day. After the last two wow. main events or so, there's a little bit of dust coming up on the straightaways. Wow. So, uh, a great day of racing. I'm glad to be out here. The 98th annual Barbara Fritchie Classic is in the books. They've got two more. They're trying really, really hard to get to 100, and I'm gonna try to do my part to be a part of it. They're gonna do it, man. I'm guaranteeing you they're gonna do it. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about who, uh, who you know, kind of won the day there at the Barbara Fritchie Classic. Where I might actually talk to a few people. Um, but I want to first talk about the event that, in my mind, I mean, I, I always say I'm still kind of new to this whole thing. I will say it's one of the top 
three days of flat track racing that I've experienced since I've, you know, been turned on to the sport. So you got to be talking about Lima. Yeah. What else, dude? That was absolutely. that. Absolutely. That event was insane, man. And we, man. I could, could literally talk for weeks about that event. And Lima, Lima never disappoints. The track was, again, different than normal. Uh, Jared Meese and the crew, they brought up more drags. They put more water out there, trying everything they could to keep it moist for everybody. You know, fast and racy, and it sure was racy. My hat's off to Shane Texter, though. I mean, again, she did. She dominated just like she did last year. She didn't get to start in the main event. She went around the outside of the boys and whooped them in the singles class. And that was, to me probably the most impressive part of the day yeah proving last year was not a fluke i mean comes in on a different motorcycle she had to she had to work for it though she didn't get the start she did or you know the start she was getting earlier in the day i mean the, the singles they stopped run a heat race to make it to a semi then they have to run a semi to make it to the main and and she was just facts you know fast as soon as she got on the racetrack uh, in the main event she didn't get the start she was looking for but went around the outside of the guys and took the lead and she said i'll see you guys on top of the box you know on the podium so she was just long gone it was awesome and uh, you called it. I mean, you said Dan Bromley did pretty well. He finished on the podium as well. Uh, and Chad Coase, Cali Kid. And that was impressive. You know, Chad, Chad's been fast in almost every racetrack, but he just can't put, he couldn't seem to pull a whole day together. And that changed in Lima and it changed for him in both classes. So he got on the podium, got a third place finish there in that singles class. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to the rookies. We had Dal Samuels on, you know, a few weeks ago leading up to this race because that was his first ever race he ended up 11th in the main event didn't have the main he was looking for he did start on the front row of the main event but two other guys that made their first ever main event trent low he ended up eighth and brandon kitchen who ended up 12th so three riders made their first ever main event in the singles class trent got back on his honda he's been riding the you know the roof systems yamahas and he trip, got back on his honda a couple of races ago i think he feels more at home more he's more comfortable on the on the honda and he's actually from Indiana, so it's kind of surprised to me that he went good on the sea gravel. And Brandon Kitchen, you know, he's a, a littler guy. He's from Michigan, so no surprise there. I think, you know, they, they do like the sea gravel and, and uh, maybe just suits their style. But, yeah, three riders making their first main event. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that is semi-run by Dallas Daniels. What was he, third in his semi? Yep, yep, he sure was. That's that's unbelievable coming right out of the gate. Third in that semi, amazing. And cool story with Dallas, too, that he's been training with Johnny Lewis, and Johnny Lewis was actually supposed to race the Twins class, but he didn't. What happened there? Well, so Johnny Lewis had the opportunity to race the Twin class, but instead he chose to be Dallas Daniels mechanic, kind of rider coach, mentor. He's worked with uh, Dallas Daniels his whole life. I mean, since Dallas was a little guy. And so it's kind of like he's his big brother. I mean, I know Dallas has plenty of help in the pit area of racing, but my hat's off to Johnny for stepping back and taking the helmet off and helping out an up-and-comer. And, and uh, just another cool aspect of our sport, you know, how cool it is, how neat it is for these other people just to, to help somebody else. I think that's awesome. Do you think that continues? Do you think he continues to help Dallas, or that was just like a special day and opportunity for him to jump in that in that seat and help? You know, I think that was just a special day. You know, the first, your first ever Grand National. Yeah. Um, he's raced other, you know, big races in road race. He's raced big races in flat track. And I just think it was a special day for him. And Johnny Lewis just wanted to show him how much he, you know, he had his back and, and wanted to be there for him. So I think it's just a special, maybe one-off type deal. Super cool deal. And uh, two, two awesome dudes. Couldn't ask for uh, a cooler story to start your professional career. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about the other two classes, Carter. I mean, we had, I mean, there was great racing in all three. I know. It. Uh, we want to talk about production twins next? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I, uh, I I threw my guess in there with thinking it was it, Colby was going to come back and, and win this one. But you were thinking it was going to be Corey Texter, four for four. Neither of us were right. 
we were we were close. You know, yeah. uh, you know the the big deal with Colby is he had pretty serious knee surgery on his knee. You know, just not not that long ago. I think Lyme was such a physically demanding track that I just don't think that you know maybe he was quite ready for that one. Uh, you know, no offense, nothing against him, but just physically, that's a tough track. But Chad Coast, you know. Like I said, a man is going to single class. He put a whole day together. He looked really strong on that Parkinson Brothers race in Kawasaki. So he took the win. Corey was second on Yamaha. And then James Foley kind of shocked me. He got third on his pro beam, Harley Davidson. So, uh, you know, the, the podium, Kawasaki, Yamaha, and Harley. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome to see the OEMs represented in that production twins class. Good to see Raspoli on the box as well, giving Harley some love with, uh, with the one of Terry Reimer's bikes, right? That's super cool. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, Terry, Terry's a big sporter of flat track, and, you know, the seat came open. They tried a couple different riders, Danny Eslick and, and, you know, a couple other people, and they put Rissoli on it. Seems like they're uh, hooked up for maybe the rest of the year, you know, especially with Rissoli getting a podium. So congratulations to James the Rock and Rissoli. All right, now let's talk about the race. I, and I, I'm not kidding when I say it's probably one of the top three, if not one of the, if, it's not, if not the best race I've ever seen since I've been turned on to the sport of flat track. This, I, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you, Carter, because it's been a long time since we had that thick of a battle for oh my, almost the entire race. It was nonstop. You know, it's been a while. It was nonstop. And the lines that they were both taking, the, the, they were almost running into each other almost every lap. I really thought Carver was going to pull it out. I, I, and, you know, back of my mind, thought it, you know, knew Mies was going to be strong. But I was, man, I was pulling for Carver every lap, I got to tell you. Well, it was, you know, it was awesome. You know, I, I did pick Meese just because it was his race. It's, you know, he he always goes good there. He got his first Grand National win there, so he's got some history. And, you know, I, my hat's off to, to Briar Bauman. The, the tire came off of the rim, and somehow he did not crash the motorcycle. I actually heard uh, at the Barbara Fritchie Classic talking to some of the riders that that tire was flat for the entire main event. What? And nobody really knew it. Yeah, so you know, it happened early on. I mean, it was right after the red flag, so evidently I think all the rest of the air went out during the red flag. Yeah. Probably when he dropped dropped the clutch and, and took off, it maybe maybe started spinning off the rim a little bit. I, I have no idea how that tire came off the rim. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and for that's for one. And for two, how did he not go down on that motorcycle? How did he not crash? I because I don't... Uh, uh, he's, he's riding on the rim, and then he parked it outside turn number four. It was amazing. It's insane, man. Like, in to to be able to hold it together, um, it's gonna hurt him in points with that with that finish, right? Um, but it's good to see, you know, Henry Wiles run up there. I thought there was gonna be like a three, four wide finish. I don't know, man. It, it was, <laughs> I, I I can't even put it into words. I mean, I I've, I've literally watched clips and like looking at pictures all week, and like I can't get enough of it, man. That that Lima race was effing amazing. It was, and you know, if, if Briar wouldn't have been up there, there possibly could have been three people duping out for the lead, which could have let Wild sneak in there. There could have been four, you know, so, you know, if Ann's and Bud's, you know, how they had that saying, but, you know, if, if Briar wouldn't have lost that tire, he would have been up there contending for the win, you know, for the win, possibly the podium. I think that would have allowed Wiles to get in there. It could have mixed things up. I got to ask you, when you're in there in that tower, announced tower, and you're announcing with Baker, and that race gets over, and you guys are off the mic, like, what is it that you say to each other after that one? Like, what was what was the the moment after you guys get off the microphone? We kind of have to fill time for a little bit, but then as soon as I throw it down to Kristen, we both hit the buttons on our microphones, turn them off, and we just looked at each other. We were like, we were like, wow, <laughs> what a race! I mean, we, we we just looked at each other and we're like, yeah. wow, you know, both of us were like, what a race it was. It, it's it's just like everybody in that stand is probably like driving home saying the same thing, man. Like. 
And I got to say, hats off to Jared Mees. I mean, he puts on this event, not only puts on this event, does a hell of a job, took it over years ago. And I'm telling you, man, I don't even know. We might not even be going to Lima if if they didn't take over this event, right? It could have just went to the wayside like some some other tracks do in, in racing series. Yeah, Bean Gallup was, was done. Him and his wife have been putting on for, for many, many years. I think I think this was the 34th running of this race. Yeah. And, you know, a few years back, they wanted to step back. They wanted to retire, and they talked to Meese. And, and uh, of course, uh, Jared and Nicole are a big part of it. And they've got a pretty pretty big crew. A lot of people help them make things happen on race day. It's Steve Beatty, former National 26. He pretty much takes over and lets Jared go down and stay in the pits, puts his helmet on, and goes, you know, just has to go race and go ride. And for somebody to put, you know, all all the things going on for that race, you know, out of their mind and just focus on racing, uh, that is how focused Jared Meese is. And win. He won. I mean, like, it's uh, it's super impressive what he's doing in the sport um, and for the sport, I got to say. So hats off to Jared and Nicole both. Um, we had a fan tag us in an instant message story about how they love the ice cream. So she was in line. It was good ice cream. Really cool all around. Is there anything else that you, that you want to mention or talk about yeah just a couple things i would like to give a shout out to the the you know evan sin who we had on here before yep. basketball film him and his wife were there uh they gave me a t-shirt and a sticker i tried paying for it to support their film they said my money was no good there so hats <laughs> off to them That's awesome. mr sign his buddy jeff they drove over from new york took me to dinner there on friday night uh, a few a few people stopped me a couple different times and asked me for stickers that means we know we have fans listening yeah. to the podcast which is cool uh some of them tweeted out some put it out there on instagram and then also my uh, my good friend, Bert Sumner, uh, him, his wife, and also the History Amigos came on down and uh, got to talk to them after the races. Actually, Bert found me during the open paddock area, and we talked for a little while. But then after the races, I got to see them at Applebee's. And one more thing, Dink, who works for the Crosley Howerton team, he actually bought my dinner on Saturday night. So, Damn. you know what? It was a great weekend of Lima for me. I need to make it out to Lima next year, man. I probably will after seeing that race and, and hearing all the fun stuff you had. Man, that's that's super cool. And one more thing on this, on the on the Premier Class, Brandon Price, fast oh. qualifier in his rookie season, still uh, went out there and finished fourth. So, uh, man, well vibe by Brandon Price. Funny that you mentioned Brandon Price because uh, I think we actually end up talking to him after uh, after today's event. So tell me about what happened out there at the Barber Fritchie today. We will start with the Premier Class, which is the All Star Twins Class, which you know that's you know that's what they call it. Let's see, nice you know All Star National Flat Track Series. So the, the the big winner had to been Brandon Price. I mean, he he won his heat race, he won the Dash for Cash, and he won the main event. So a clean sweep on the number one ninety two on the. Roost Systems of Dallas, Texas. Uh, he, he was fine. He was fast. He had to earn it in the main event. He had to get by Sammy Halbert. He got Corey Texter on the Junior Yamaha. He was fast. He got Barnes back there in the four spot in the main event. And Nick Armstrong from California and Jeremy Orr on the 22. They went across the finish line side by side. I don't know who got fit. But uh, what a, it was a great day of racing. The Barbara Fritchie never disappoints. That's awesome, man. Super cool to see everybody coming out for the fourth. And I'm sure they enjoyed the fireworks afterwards. Brandon Price on the momentum train, man. He's in the Twins class as a rookie. How badass is that? That is pretty cool. I mean, my hat's off to him. You know, again, for fast qualifying there at Lima, coming up just barely missing the podium with a fourth place finish. But then bring you know bring the momentum train up here to Frederick, Maryland. He's from Maryland, and he ends up winning the main event with a clean sweep. So uh, Brandon Price is on it right now. And you talk to him afterwards. Let's hear what he had to say. 
This is the winner of the Barbara Fritchie Classic, Brandon Price. Brandon, man, what a ride. Tell us about your day. Oh, yeah, um, it was a really good day. Uh, I was up front pretty much all day. Uh, I felt really good on the um, Roof Systems FTR 750. Since uh, practice, uh, I won the heat race, uh, Dash for Cash, won that, and then uh, didn't get the whole shot in the main, but I passed Sammy on lap two and then got the win in that also. So a clean sweep for you. Mm. Uh, you're leading the standings in the Rookie of the Year on the, on the Grand National mm. Circuit, and then a win here in Maryland, uh, the first rider from Maryland to win the Barbara Fritchie Classic since the late Rodney Ferris mm. did it. So, And you've got part of his number on your number plate, and I heard... You might be number 92 next year. Yeah, I'll be a national number 92 next year. That's what, that's what the plan is. Um, since uh, I actually got number 92, that's what the first number I ever got. And uh, we heard about Rodney, and then that's, we just kept uh, supporting it every year. And then uh, this year, of course, we had to have the digit in front of it, which was the one. But, uh, yeah, we're going to run national number 92 next year in honor of Rodney. That is awesome. Uh, man, what a, what a great day. You're having a great season so far. You're, you're really impressing me. I, you know, when you come as a rookie moving up to this Twins class, it's a big step from the singles. Can you put it into words how big it is, of a, uh, you know, going from singles to a twin? Oh, yeah, it's, it's a ginormous step, really. Uh, the singles class, I mean, you, can, you have a couple people that can win a race. The Twins class... Everybody can win. Uh, the intensity is a lot higher. Uh, whole shots mean a whole heck of a lot more in this class than the singles class. At least I think so. Um, you pretty much have to bring it 110% every time you're on the track all day. How, how big of a factor is fitness? It's really big. Uh, 25 laps is a long time. Uh, Lima, it was really big. Uh, I know a lot of the guys were getting tired at Lima. I think I was too, not going to lie. <laughs> Just about everybody was. Well, it's a long time and a rough track, but, man, you topped off a, a great day with the clean sweep. Congratulations on the big win, and uh, we'll see you in New York. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. See you there. The price is right. 192, Brandon Price, today's big winner. In the all-star singles class, we actually had Trent Lowe taking the win, and, and he was a little bit quiet, a little bit shy on the uh, victory podium because it's his first big win as a professional rider. I actually told him, I said, hey, look at the crowd, look at these people. They're all looking at you, and they put a big smile on his face. But he took the win. Maxwell from Australia was second, and Jeffrey Lowry took the third spot. And, you know, I also want to say congrats to Maxwell. He actually won the Dash for Cash earlier in the day. So, you know, the singles class just as exciting here at the all-star national flat track series as it is in the american flat track series super badass another two riders there maxwell who uh recently got his first podium uh at a national and trent lowe who did well in lima did pretty well again in in maryland that's pretty badass and that just shows you carter how the how the momentum train is i mean yeah. you start doing good you carries you into the next race and carries you into the next race so uh maybe we'll see bronson bauman pull up another win i mean he got his first win a couple races ago i, I don't think lima's one of his favorite race tracks but we're heading to wheat sport here pretty soon and and we might see bronson pull out a, another win wouldn't surprise me one bit so wait that's net not this weekend it's next weekend we got a weekend off what that's are you do, right what are you doing this weekend well i'm actually flying home on friday which is uh, you know today when the podcast is coming out i'm actually flying home I'm gonna spend the weekend at home and uh, get myself ready for the wheat sport race the following weekend there's a lot of other races going on, too. We'll talk about that like next week. But uh, I got one more thing on Frederick, Barbara Fritchie Classic. Uh, one of our listeners who actually listened to the podcast a few weeks ago when we were talking about the Barbara Fritchie Classic, his name's Ted Ellis. He went and bought a cooler from, like, Dollar General or something like that. It's a pink cooler. That's okay. Hmm. But he wrote on it with a marker. He put a 43. He put Dr. Pepper, and he put my name, Scotty Duber, on there. Inside the cooler were four Dr. Peppers, two Hershey bars, uh, some crackers, and ice and a nice note. He said that he heard on the podcast, I like Dr. Pepper, and he wanted to make sure I had enough for the day. 
and I sure did. So uh, my hat's off to actually, you know what, all of our listeners, but especially, you know, Ted Ellis, who went out of the way. He, he came and found me, said he didn't know if his health was going to be good enough to last all day, uh, but he wanted to make sure that I had the cooler with Dr. Pepper and snacks to make it all day long out here in Frederick, Maryland. How badass is that, man? That's better than the sponsorship, right? It's a personal touch. You yeah, know, it, yeah. it's the, the fans, the reason why we do the podcast, it's, it's part of the reason why I'm an announcer. I want the fans to understand what's going on, and the connection with the fans is priceless. Yeah, I man. mean, just just to, to meet some people, another another lady, I don't have her name on the tip of my tongue right now, but she, during one of the breaks, I think the rain delay, she came and found me, took a picture, and put it on uh, Twitter today. So it's just the connection with the fans. I know not everybody's going to like me. I got it. I get that. I know that's just not that's the way we are but the fans that come in and thank me for what i do it's amazing makes it all worthwhile i love it man that's why we do it and uh i think we can uh wrap her up hold on what hold oh on. you got what, more? what are we forgetting flat track Our fact flat track fact oh that's yeah right so i, I kind of let it slide out when i was interviewing brandon price but oh, yeah? it was brought to my attention that the barbara Pritchie classic that the last rider to win the barbara Pritchie classic that was from the state of maryland was the late great Rodney Ferris, and he's number ninety-two. Nice. Brandon Price is from Maryland. He won everything at the Barbara Fritchie. He is number one ninety-two. He told me that he will be national number ninety-two next year to honor Rodney Ferris. That was his number. He's from the state of Maryland, so that ties everything together. Put a bow on it. Let's wrap it up. Carter, <laughs> keep it on four wheels. Everybody else, keep it on two wheels. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends. We appreciate all of our listeners on Off the Groove. And uh, Carter, I'll see you on Skype next week. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Hey, man, I appreciate you taking the time to get one in this week. And I know the fans love hearing us as well. So appreciate you, sir. Absolutely. Hope everybody had a great 4th of July. And we'll talk to you next week. Safe travels, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. done well my my part is <laughs> yeah i know it <laughs>